Welcome to the Memberships Mastermind Podcast, the podcast that helps you create a profitable membership that serves you and your family. Hi, we're Paul and Melissa Pruitt, and we help online entrepreneurs build, launch, and grow their memberships. Each month, we host two live Memberships Mastermind Zoom calls, where we coach and collaborate with other membership site owners all over the world. On each podcast episode, we bring you one question that the Mastermind worked through. You'll get ideas and strategies that you can start implementing right away. So if you're ready to fill in the gaps in your business, decrease overwhelm, and finally get all the answers on your membership that you've been looking for, let's dive in. Welcome Welcome to to the the Memberships Memberships Mastermind Mastermind Podcast. So we'll go to Sharon next. I have a founding member membership group that is two months in, and I'm thinking about next, the end of next month to launch it to the public. So but I'm really anxious because how do I put new people in mm. without them destroying everything that I've created? Because you have to start all over again with those people. So that's really making me anxious. And, and then, you know, in terms of limiting the numbers, my founding members came in for $200 for the year. I was thinking this next launch would be $500 and then the next launch would be, you know, continuing up like that. But I'm I'm sitting here sweating buckets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how do you bring in new people into the group and not disrupt what you've built and also help the new people get acclimated? All right. Excellent. So anybody have any input for that? I was in a membership where they ran into this problem and they ended up having a new a newbies group where they walk them through a certain number of weeks to bring them up to speed with the others. And then they integrated them rather than having them just inundate everything with questions that could have been answered if they had just kind of had a special orientation for them as they came in. So how does a newbie group work? Like, how do you, is it on different platforms? No, they had specific training for them. It could be a, a zero stage where it's before you start the whole path and you kind of get them up to speed before that. But there was actually, she identified certain things that needed to be done before they would be comfortable with the rest of the group and then address those issues. So there's content in the group. So we move through modules. So my founding members have already moved through two modules. When these new people come in, they'll go back and they will. So how do, and then they're asking questions in the group to deal with this module while my founding members are over at this module. I just see it being confusing. Like I understand the onboarding with this is how the group works. This is how you interact and all that stuff. Can I just clarify, are these modules linear? Like they have to go through the first two. No. So they, they can come in right where they come in today. They can be right with you, right where you're at. They can, but they probably will want to go back because we hit the biggest problems first in the first couple of units that people had. Right. Cause this sounds more like a course. Than a, than a membership in a sense that they have to linear, like if they're six months in, if you're six months in doing a launch, you're going to tell people to go back six months back to get well, up. Yeah. I don't, you know I I mean? don't know. I, I'm thinking maybe I've screwed the whole thing up. From no, no, no. I don't think you did. I just, I just at least wanted to clarify. Ariel. I yeah. Think. Go Ariel and then I'll hop over to Sarah. After yeah. That. Yeah. I was just going to suggest if you're doing it like that in a linear fashion, that maybe there is some ways of accelerating through some of the past modules, you know, or maybe you even host what you would call like an intensive 
and just say, hey, we're, we're going to do an intensive. And so you can watch all of module one for the next four hours, something. And maybe there's some, some incentive to get them to catch up. And what I've seen in some groups that I've been a part of is that they'll also do a cat, what they call a catch-up call. And it's almost like a two-hour session that they're doing with, with everyone. So just, you know, anyone who's new, hey, we're just, we're just speeding you up through some of these things. So instead of watching my six-hour course, I'm giving you all that content in like an hour and a half. But it's, I'm speeding through it. But I'm also telling you, hey, you know, if you want to go deeper, it's, you know, it's in this location over here. But it gives people an opportunity to just catch up. But it's not really a course. Well, so I have topics. And then we talk about the topics. And, and so we've spent the first two times talking about a big topic that my people were most interested in when I polled them. So I'm sure that new people come in are going to want to, and my founding members have needed a whole bunch of handholding in that, in that, right? So I'm going, oh my goodness, if I bring in a bunch more people, they're also going to need, now maybe my members can step up too and help teach them. Right, let's go over to Sarah. Hi there. This is how I run my membership. I'm dog trainer and I have different modules. And when my founding members joined, they went through in a sequence of a, a set module each month. I've relaunched several times. And what I've found is, I don't know your membership or how it works, but I'm I'm presuming that any topic would cover a similar sort of path where it's always good to go back and revisit the basics. So with mine, when I onboard new people, I do need to improve my onboarding. And I, I, I recognize that, but this is sort of where I'm coming from, is that actually helping the newbies in the first, it's usually the first two weeks it takes me to get them really settled in. Actually, the older ones, the ones that have been there previously, they do help and they do support, but they actually, they benefit from going back in that time to revisiting the basics. And then they've got a stronger foundation to keep building on. Because quite often when you take your founding members through, they're going at your pace, whereas they might have actually needed more time at one of the previous modules so it never hurts them to go back through and they always say that they've got more from it again the next time around so it isn't just repeating it they'll take something new from it as well and how long between your launch and founding members launch to your next to your next like three months six months so I varied it Um, my first one I launched end of June beginning of July And I ran a challenge initially every four to six weeks. But then this last time, I've gone three months. Mm -hmm. So first of all, I wanted to get more people in. So I kept kept relaunching. Mm -hmm. And now I've got bigger so I can do a better conversion rate. So now I can have longer between my launches. So this last time, it was the end of November. And then I've just done another one now. So, um, yeah. But initially, they were coming in more regularly but it was smaller numbers and then this last launch now I will say it was a big success I more than doubled my numbers and I I doubled my my aims but that brought other problems because I wasn't expecting it 
And then previous members complained because they were overwhelmed with so many more people coming into the group. So it was a new thing to iron out. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, but they've still learnt from those first couple of weeks of going back and re revisiting. So, um, yeah. That's great. So Thank good you. luck. Thank you. Go for it. <laughs> Thanks, Giselle. So I got a membership where the person running it has a weekly call for the membership, but she also offers a weekly call for newbies um, with the understanding that they will get priority with questions and whatnot. So she does two calls a week every month. Oh, I love that. Okay. That was so simple and great at yeah. the same time. Thank you, Giselle. Do you have anything you want to add? I would just say, um, just I love all the ideas shared. The biggest thing is onboarding. Definitely make sure there's a good onboarding process where they just, they know where to go, where they're supposed to be. And I loved a lot of the ideas shared as far as like, whether it's like a separate call for, for newbies, if they're going to get priority just to have questions answered, or even like incubator or quick start type of program, or even if it's just like, you know, a short sprint, you know, two to four weeks, like I'm going to teach you these concepts in this time. The other members, your founding members, they can hop in on that because like everyone was, was saying, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt to review the, the basics, the foundational pieces. So it would, it's actually be something too, that would be a benefit to your founding members because they'll get some extra support during that time. But then of course that priority goes to the newbies that like, this is a totally new concept to them. So, but definitely onboarding and just maybe just a little bit of extra short time of a hand holding with them. Is there any magic number to the distance between your launches? There's, I mean, there's, I wish I, the number is, <laughs> there's, there's no real magic. I would say, you know, you want to build whatever, whatever you decide to do with your launches, you want to, you want to launch according to like the, the type of business that you want to build. Right. So, I mean, if you want to, if launching every quarter is something that's sustainable, then go for it. If that feels heavy, then, you know, launch less frequency than that. So there is no magic. It's really like figuring out what works best for you and your rhythm. And also too, you'll see with this influx of people coming in, how much handholding they need. And maybe you need a break too, space in between the next launch before you welcome in a new class too. Yeah. I just didn't want to spoil my founding people with my hundred percent attention for 200 bucks for too long yeah. because then they're all going to be really mad. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But, uh, Jason had his hand and then Giselle had her hand up again. Yeah. Hi, Paul. Melissa. Hi everyone. Um, just a quick reflection actually, as, as you were talking through that, I, I tend to find one-to-one -one calls, bringing people back to foundational principles, basic concepts, time and time again. I know that I certainly go through that in one-to-one -one type calls. I'm sure plenty of other people do as well. And rather than we, we feel this incredible pressure to reinvent and invent things all the time, when in actual fact, we probably just have a new client case study or a client story that does exactly the same job to make exactly the same point that we have done previously, but it just sheds a bit more light on it. So I, I know that a lot of the people that I've followed online on time, they tend to talk about very few things, but they talk about them a lot just to really bring home the importance of those really key messages. So just a little bit of reflection there on the whole one-to-one -one into that kind of membership and apparent repetitive nature of some of it. I, Personally, I find it incredibly valuable to be reminded of many of those things. Good, good. Thank you. We'll go over to Giselle. Just remembered I'm in another group where he launches with a seven-day challenge. And the promise is when those people come in, there is a launch pad that is a seven-week training 
that is billed as a deeper dive into what the challenge was. And so everyone in the group knows that, okay, they're doing that module and older members are welcome to participate again, but it's really clear that they're the onboarding class of freshmen going through that seven week training. Love it. I love it. That's great. The one thing that I would definitely say is that we should always be listening to our current members. And at the same time, though, is we are business owners and we're here to grow and profit. So there needs to be a delicate balance there. Be very careful about your promise when you bring people in, because especially when we do a founding member, you know, like a beta launch. And then right after that, we have to be careful because sometimes we overpromise too much. People get really spoiled the way that they are. We almost groom them to expect things a certain way. So then when things do change, in general, as human beings, we don't want change, you know, and, you know, uh, as a general rule of thumb. So we all react differently. Some people are more vocal, some people not. The, oh, you're different. This is not what it used to be. Oh, now you're all about the money. It's like, well, this is a business. I think we kind of started it that way. But it's just something that, so you do want to be in tuned on that. And at the same time, this is a means to an end like this. Business is there to serve you, your family, your lifestyle, and you need to give. There's going to be people that along the way, they're going to come into your world as the initial members and they're going to say, oh, this is different. And they're going to fade in as you bring in new people. All the new people know reality is what it is today, not how it was before. Right. So just be open-minded to listening, but also don't change things based on one or two opinions. If it's a chorus that's giving you an opinion, you need to listen to that or you could dramatically financially negatively impact yourself. <laughs> yeah. But what, I, what I'll say otherwise, though, is that for all of us, our businesses are living, breathing things. All decisions are not permanent. And a lot of us think like we make these decisions and it's like, oh, my goodness, I'm not going to be able to do anything like you could test out like we do a quick start program. Mm -hmm. So in our onboarding process, and even in our courses, we, you know, I, I do two Zoom calls, like for adaptive course, I have two Zoom calls. One is module specific, like only come on and you can only ask questions about the module. And the other one is free form. And in the free form call, it allows the more advanced people to come in and ask all those tricky questions. But I, in a way, restrain the other ones. So depending on how your deliverables are, you could just naturally have a buffer in there where one of your deliverables could be to allow anybody at any stage to be able to come on. Because don't assume that all 20 of your founding members are all the way following you right where you're at right now. They already, uh, a few others already said it. There's people that are always behind. Yeah. They have good intentions. They haven't been around. Now they're not using the thing because they feel behind and they only have a resource to be able to get caught up themselves. We, we've been in several different groups. More of them are, I'd say, more higher level programs where the there was some type of onboarding separate group, get people up to a, a certain level before they were introduced into the main membership. I know there's a concern on like your founding members being too spoiled for too long. It, that could be a 30-day warm-up period. Like it doesn't have to be a forever period. You know, so you could be bringing in people purposely or you can give them access to both groups. And just what's the promise you're giving the people that are coming in? Hey, if you have questions that are not related to the current month's topics, that's why we have this secondary group for you to be able to ask those questions here because I will be able to answer those extra questions. We'd love to have you come in. So really, you can just again, what's the perfect member experience for the new people being onboarded, but also your existing members? So you can be very intentional on what you say, what you promise. Where we've also, last thing I say is what we've seen work the best 
is influencers that go in right before a launch and they start hyping up their existing members to be excited that new people that are just like them where they were a couple months ago are vulnerable and they're going to be coming in and we need to support and we need to love on them because even with helping them, it's going to help ourselves mm-hmm. understand ourselves. Like, so in a way you could pre yeah. get them to be cheerleaders in a welcoming community for everybody versus looking at it as a negative. Thank you. That's excellent. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. If you enjoyed this podcast, then join us on our free live Zoom calls twice a month. You'll get to ask your membership questions and hang out with awesome membership owner peeps. Just sign up to be notified at membershipsmastermind.com.